Man, the myth, the legend. Another summer of Hoffer has ended, and he joins us now. Michael Hoffer from The Forecaster and theforecaster.net. Michael, another another fun summer as always? It was great, and I guess, I guess it's that time of year again, though. It is. It really is that time of year. Hold on just a second. I'm going to do something real quick. Hold on just a moment. Uh, uh, please stand by. Do yeah, a you're a little... You sound like you're in a tunnel. A little bit. A little bit. So we'll do that, and we'll put that up. And then we'll do that. All right. How do you sound now, Michael? I sound good. Oh, you yeah. Sound you sound much, sound good. You sound much better now. All right. And you can hear us and everybody and everybody is, Everything is, good. is good. How were, uh, how was previews this year? How was writing those? I feel like there's, there's a lot that goes into writing the previews each year and each season. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot, you know, I cover all the sports. So it's, uh, it's talking to, I think it was 86 different coaches over the course of about a week. Wow. But everything got compiled and written, and, and now it's on to the fun stuff, covering the games. That is. It, it's, uh, it's, it, is, it is time. It's, uh, it's, it's time for things. Uh, let's talk, uh, start talking about kind of the, the stuff the southern part of the state in Class A and, and Class, A, you know, Class A South, right? It's South. Yes. It's not East-West oh. anymore. It's still no South. I was making sure they didn't change anything. <laughs> didn't know. You never know. No, they're uh, sticking with it. A lot of you know, I've seen some preseason previews. Uh, myself, I'm probably putting Thornton Academy towards the top, but you yeah. still have some people looking at Scarborough. What, what are your thoughts on the South? Yeah, I think that, I think those two are, are really the, the teams to beat. I think Bonnie Eagle. You can never really completely overlook Bonnie Eagle, but if there's ever a year that maybe they're down a little bit, that might be this year. Uh, so yeah, Thornton Academy. I think they're going to be the overwhelming favorite coming into the season, and then C.J. LeBrecht got hurt, and Will Mitchell transferred down to Florida. So that brought them to the back of the pack a little, but you know, let's face it, they're still PA. They're still going to have a ton of bodies uh, ready to fill in, and they're they've got a little bit of hunger this year and something to prove after falling short last year. Seems like uh, two years never passed without PA winning at least once. So, you know, the odds of them going back to back without a championship aren't great, but uh, Scarborough's not going to make it easy. And everyone talks about what they lost, and you know, they lost a great quarterback in Zoltan Tanye. Uh, the Fitzpatrick tr- Trophy-winning running back and Owen Garrard and a lot of other uh, you know terrific contributors, a lot of great skill players. Uh, but they just saw some guys back. They have a kid named Jarrett Flaker, who I'm sure you've heard about. He's probably the fastest kid in the state of Maine, a track champion. He's going to have the ball a lot this year. And, uh, you know, it's, it's funny. I, I joked about this on the Channel 8 the preview show I did with Travis Lee the other night, that it's not often you can win a, a state championship game by 57 points uh, one year and then have a chip on your shoulder the next because everyone's kind of talking about another team. But, you know, that, that's kind of what Scarborough's found themselves. Is they're not the favorite in the minds of many while they still have enough talent to perhaps be so. So it's going to be a process for them. I mean, they were already made championship team last year. Uh, this year they're going to have to work at it and get there, but I think this program is at the point now where they're going to compete for a title every year like Thornton Academy does, like Bon Eagle does most years. And, if, you know, and down here, there's a couple other teams maybe to keep an eye on, too. I, I keep hearing Stanford's going to be much stronger this year. A lot of people are really buzzing about them. They've got a new turf field, and even Massabesic supposedly uh, you know, is resurgent. So that region, you know, not only do you have the big three that you usually do, you've got a couple other teams to watch. So it's going to be very interesting to see how it all shakes out. Michael Hoffer from The Forecaster and theforecaster.net.
Michael, what, uh, you know, of course, in, in A North, you know, we, we kind of know all about Wyndham and Edward Little and Lewiston and Oxford Hills, but there's that southern part of the state of Chevrolet and, and Portland, and they usually have something to say about things. Even Portland last year, having a subpar regular season makes a change, puts Teron Moss at quarterback, and they make it all the way to the regional final where they nearly froze to death in Wyndham, uh, <laughs> like we all did. Um, yeah. It also, yeah, again, yeah, I have to mention, tip of my picky finger, still messed still up West from that West. game. It's still not still not 100% from that I don't think it ever will be I think I think that's just my my current momentum from that we we finally got the camera fixed from that so right. that's all good so that's, that's nice progress that's, absolutely yeah it was only six hundred dollars worth of damage to the camera that was caused by the wind that night it was no big deal it was fine but um we uh what are we looking for from from Wyndham and Chevrolet uh excuse me from Portland and Chevrolet this year well I, I'd say Portland's probably in a better spot than they were last year uh, this is more of, of a traditional Portland team that we've seen over the last five years that's, you know, very senior-laden. Uh, I think you're going to see Zach Elowitz really step up and make a name for himself in that lead-back position that, you know, the guys like Justin Zukowski and Joe Esposito and Dylan Bulldog have made a name for themselves over the last several years. I think you're really going to see him have a big year. You know, Portland's got most of their line back. They've got a lot of experience in the trenches, which I think a lot of the other teams in the region can't really say. Uh, I think Sam Nope's ready to step in and play well at quarterback. I mean, Portland's not going to throw the ball a lot anyway. So, you know, they've got big venture linemen, and they've got a running back who can take care of the ball and move the chains. And I think defensively, they'll be strong. And in a region where, you know, teams like Wyndham may be taking a step back this year, uh, there's some other teams we don't really know how good they're going to be. I think Portland, at least going in, feels like they're the most proven commodity. You know, whether that translates to a regional title or not remains to be seen. They've still got to go out and win. And I know there's some other teams out there that think they can play with them. But, you know, from where I'm standing, from what I'm hearing, at least uh, on August 30th, is that Portland's probably a slight favorite at this point. But I wouldn't overlook Chevrolet either. You know, this is John Wolfram's second year as defensive coordinator. Uh, there's a, you know, they're a team that really no one's talking about. And they open up a Massachusetts on Saturday. I'm really curious to see how they play in that game. You know, two teams that could be a surprise team as, as the year goes on. So that'll be a compelling matchup. And, so I'd, I'd never overlook Chevrolet, but I guess I'd sum it up and say, you know, at this point, Portland seems to be the favorite for good reason. We'll see if they go out and take care of business. Do we know, uh, Michael, if uh, is Joan Wolfgang back uh, being an assistant at Chevrolet, or did he finally re-retire? Oh, no, my understanding, he'll be the defensive coordinator for the second year in a row. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Seems to be working for them, so that'll, that'll work, that'll work, and... Go from there. Class B, uh, Class B South. Uh, you know, I, I think of teams like Falmouth, stuff like that. Anybody we should be on the lookout for uh, from your neck of the woods down there? Well, uh, I, I mean, certainly uh, Marshall and Kennebunk are the favorites, and Bedford's probably close behind. I think those are the big three in that region. You know, Falmouth lost Jack Bryan. He's playing at Bates now. Uh, a terrific player for them. Got him within three points of the state final last year. Uh, so Falmouth. I wouldn't say they're going to take a big step back, but I don't know that they're at the point where they're going to compete for a regional title this year. Um, so I think, you know, Marshwood is a defending champion. seems like they've been there year after year. Kennebunk's been knocking on that door, and they've been so close in recent years. Maybe this is the year they finally get over the hump. And in Biddeford, you've got the refurbished Waterhouse Field with the turf. There's a lot of excitement down there about Tiger football. So it'll be interesting to see how those teams do battle. And uh, it, it, should be, it seems like B-South always has... A, some of the most compelling stories as the season goes on. And also it's the most unpredictable region. That might be the case again. We are talking with Michael Hoffer from The Forecaster and theforecaster.net. You can follow him on Twitter, F-O-R-E Sports. 
Michael, um, you know, one thing I wanted to talk to you about uh, uh, that I haven't had a chance to talk to you about because, you know, you had the summer off uh, was the closing of the Maine Girls Academy. Um, I know you yeah. and I both have a lot of great memories of, of, yes, you know, of doing do. games in Macaulay and doing yep. games for Macaulay and, and yep. post-game championship celebrations and everything else. Right. Um, nobody parties like a nun. That is absolutely 100% the <laughs> yes, truth. I, I can testify you are correct. Yeah, right. I, th- that, is not a, that is not some sort of, that is not an exaggeration of any type. But let's, ta- let's talk a little bit about that. It, 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 I don't know if it came out of nowhere, but it, it kind of surprised a lot of folks. And, and now we kind of move on and it, it's, uh, there's no more Macaulay Maine Girls Academy. Yeah, it's kind of weird when I was putting my previews together, even though, you know, I'd only do a couple of, of fall teams for them, and, you know, they really haven't been very competitive in recent years. It did, it did seem kind of a sad to not be able to, to add. Those are a couple more coaches I would have been happy to add to my, to my lofty total there. You know, but yes, the writing's been on the wall, but I think the way it happened so suddenly surprised people, because I think everyone involved with the school thought they were going to be back for at least another year, and then, you know, not only you look at it from the athletic standpoint, which got so much of the attention, but you, you know, you've got a ton of teachers and support staff over there that, that, that you know, lost their jobs in the snap of a finger. Um, athletically, there was there was nothing like a Macaulay basketball game, and you know, I, I wrote extensively about that over the summer, what it was like, that environment there. There was nothing like it in the state of Maine. That little bandbox gym, uh, the warm-ups, you know, as loud as it would be. Uh, you know, one of the parents tossing lollipops into the crowd, and you know, Sister Edward Mary sitting there front and center, um, so beloved by uh, by all the kids. And of course, the uh, the teams were phenomenal. And uh, you know, for for a while there, there was there was nothing better than Macaulay basketball. And you know, we saw some of the great games that they played in that gym, that they played in the tournaments, and you know, got to know so many wonderful people from that school over the years. You know, many people that were friends with to this day. So. It is very, very sad. Uh, you know, it, again, it, it's not a huge shock, but uh, certainly a lot of tears around that and, you know, a lot of people that I hope will land on their feet. It might take a little while, but I think what, what once lived there and lived so vividly and dramatically will never be forgotten. Talking with Michael Hoffer from The Forecaster and theforecaster.net. Let's switch it down over to, uh, to soccer, field hockey. We'll, we'll start off with soccer. Uh, who should we be on the lookout for uh, in the southern part of the state soccer-wise through the classes? Well, I think you know, probably the biggest story going into the season, you've got the Yarmouth boys have won four in a row. And uh, no, no big school has ever won more than four in a row. Scarborough did it back in the 70s, and Falmouth did it at the beginning of this century. But Yarmouth's got a great chance to go five in a row for the first time. And uh, they might not be quite as strong as last year's juggernaut that went 18-0, but I think they've got a great shot to do it again. Uh, I think in Class A South, it's going to be very, very even. Uh, Portland's the defending regional champ, and they're right there again. But you know, there's a lot of other schools that they're going to be battling, like Falmouth and Gorham and Scarborough and South Portland. And I'm probably forgetting someone else thought Manchester Trevor should be good, too. So uh, I think you know, what we've noticed down here in this part of the state is that there used to be one or two powerhouse teams. If there's a lot more parity now, which is a lot of fun to, to cover. And that, you know, it's certainly true on the girls' side. The Yarmouth girls have won two in a row, but Kate's the favorite this time around. Uh, I think in Class A, Gorham, Wyndham, Scarborough, Chevrolet, take your pick. There's going to be several strong teams there. Uh, field hockey, I know it's not my part of the state, but I guess you always have to start the discussion of field hockey with Skowhegan. Uh, they're defending, what, 100,000 championships in a row or something to that effect. And uh, you know, everyone would be shocked if they don't make it again. Uh, York is a little different. York's been the, you know, kind of the Class B version of Skowhegan in recent years, but uh, their longtime coach retired, so they might be coming back to the pack a little bit. 
and uh, even you know where Scarborough was probably the favorite in Class A South for many years, there's a lot more parity there. I think Bedford might be the team to beat. Uh, Westbrook's got a very very good team. Chevrolet will be right there. So parity a little bit more of the theme down here with uh, with some of those sports, and that just makes it more fun for me. Talking about Michael Hoff from the Forecaster and theforecaster.net. Uh, field hockey wise, what are we what are we looking at down there? Is just Scarborough and everybody else at this point? No, I think I think it's very different now. Uh, Scarborough's still very good, but you know, Biddeford, Westford, you know, Westford's the defending regional champ. Uh, Biddeford is very highly touted coming into the season. Chevrolet should be very good. Uh, so much, a, a much deeper Class A South than what we've seen in recent years. Uh, you have Class B, as I mentioned. York might be coming back to the pack now with a coaching change. Uh, so some other schools are in the mix there. And, yeah, I think Yarmouth thinks they've got a pretty good shot. Um, so... I, I like the fact that there are you know more teams to cover, and you know you can't necessarily pencil in a certain team for a regional final or a state final this year in, in field hockey. Talking with Michael Hoffer from the Forecaster and theforecaster.net. All right, Michael, I need to I need to get to the real hard hitting analysis. What what are your <laughs> what are, what are your thoughts on the Patriots for this upcoming season? We can't predict a game this week, but we can we can predict a season. Yeah, you know I don't I really am having a hard time putting my finger on how pessimistic I should be. Um, <laughs> you know, the, the, re- the receiving situation is bothersome, but I, I, I'm still worried more about the defense than the receiving core, to be honest. I think Pats will use Gronk and the running backs, and they'll, they'll figure out a way for four weeks to get it done. I just, I still worry very, you know, I, I'm, I, can, I have visions of running backs running uh, crossing patterns in front of linebackers in my nightmares and then, you know, taking the ball and running 50 yards, and I don't know how how different that will be this year. I like the fact that they're saying at least they're going to be a little more aggressive on defense. If Hightower stays healthy, you know, a couple of these guys can get to the quarterback, uh, you know, then they'll be right there again. And it'll come down to a Super Bowl that's probably going to come down to, a, you know, a fluky play at the end. If not, I could see them, you know, I could see them going 11-5, and five, something like that. I think they'll make the playoffs in that division, I would think. But I don't know that they're necessarily a Super Bowl-caliber team unless there's a lot of improvement, especially in those two areas. So... I'm cautiously optimistic, but you know I'm I'm kind of uh, guarding myself. I think early in the year they might struggle. You know they open with Houston and Jacksonville. I can easily see them lose both of those games. I hope I'm wrong, but you know those are two good teams right out of the gate. And usually September they treat as an extended preseason. So uh, you know hopefully they'll come out and get off to a great start and and ease all of our concerns. But I think there are legitimate concerns there. I think there are too. I just I think this defense can't. I don't think it can possibly be worse than it was last year. Right. And that, that's not exactly a vote of confidence, but I, I know what you're saying, and hopefully that's the case. Yeah, that's, that's kind of the one thing I'm looking at there. And I don't know. I think, I think Brady's angry. I think an angry Brady's good for everybody. You know what I mean? Oh, sure. I think Absolutely. he's, he's crabby, and Edelman will have four games off, so that works out well, and Gronk right. seems healthy. I mean, it could be the last run. Like, I hate to keep telling people this, and I said it last year, like, Right. You get a saver every year here at this point because it could get snapped away any second. Absolutely, we're a lot closer to the end of the beginning by far, but it just seems like we take it for granted every year they're going to be in the AFC Championship game because it's happened seven years in a row. So hopefully it will be eight. But I don't think it's going to be as easy as people think. You know, last year everyone was talking about them going undefeated, which is stupid. Um, but you know, you're not hearing that kind of talk this year, so maybe there are a little more realistic expectations. I hope so, but I also think that it's possible that you know, I think they're going to go. Th- I looked at the first four games. I think they're going to go three and one. Yeah. 
Yeah. I think they'll either... I would take that. I, it, however it'll work. They'll Me either too. lose to Houston. Be, my, my thought was they're going to beat Houston. They'll mm-hmm. either and yeah. either lose to Jacksonville or Miami. Like, I've already penciled in the Detroit yeah. game as a win because, you know, right. that's just kind of how that works. But I could totally see them coming home and laying an egg to Miami. So, yeah. 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 It's September. You know, strange things happen. So. Especially if Miami brings back the, uh, the Wildcat again. Did you read yeah, that long-form fun. story on the Wildcat, by the way, in the ringer in that yeah. game? What? Yeah, I, I know. It's hard, it's, hard, it's hard to imagine that they got so you know blindsided by that. Yeah, that's that's the first time I think Belichick has ever really been caught like like you know trying to answer the phone while he was on the toilet. You know what I mean? Oh, that that sort of. And he couldn't get yeah. anywhere near the phone. Yeah. yeah, he couldn't. And by the time he did, he tripped and fell. So yeah, that was yeah. kind of that's kind of how that worked. Michael Hoffer from the Forecaster. You can find him on Twitter, F O R E Sports. You can catch him on the fifth quarter uh, on odd numbered weeks on WCSH six. Uh, from what I hear, um, I hear around the, the rumor, rumor mill. Rumor. I have even numbered weeks, so it's kind of a weird sort of gig there. That's cool. Oh yeah, I know. I, I will be in studio every week. Is my understanding. Okay, so, good. All right, I was Friday, so I'll be seeing you. Okay, you will right. be seeing me because I, I was told I have even numbered weeks at this point, which is great because I calculated. I'm like, oh good, I got championship week. It'll be great. Maybe, uh, maybe I can. I'll try to like once they realize that I've lost a hundred pounds since the last time I was on TV. Maybe they'll keep me. I don't know. We'll find out. Well, yeah, you know you have to give ten back because they they say the camera has <laughs> yeah, ten. Good that's point. Cool. Damn that's it. a good trade off. I would take that. Now, anyway. now I got to lose another twenty pounds unbelievable michael we will uh we'll see you friday all right awesome let me just go but right before i go let me just add my uh, my condolences on coach Haley. he was a, a wonderful man i always enjoyed talking with him very much and i'm sure he's very missed from your show but i, I was very lucky to get to know him a little bit toward the end and uh, certainly wanted to share my condolences with you guys and with his family Really appreciate Great, that, Michael. Thanks. He is—he uh, is definitely missed here on our Thursdays. You know, we were—we were talking about it earlier. You know, you go back to last year at this time. We're making our picks. Michael's right. calling, and right. you know, not having Haley there is tough. But we'll—we'll uh, we'll continue on. There's still a lot of. Uh, luckily, I have a ton of audio with him on it, so we'll—you oh, uh, know. Yeah. Who knows? I'll take a day off someday, and I'll just play old Class D games of him going at it with Morris from the from the Civic Center. Should be a good time. All right, man. Thank you very much. Good to talk to you. Talk to See you guys. Friday. Take care, Mike. See ya. That's Michael Hoffer from The Forecaster and theforecaster.net here on the B-List Daily from the Spectrum Healthcare Partner Studios across the NBR Radio Network.